Do you know who Jesse Plemons is? Oh, I think I've heard that name. That's like a... You've definitely heard that name. Yeah, it's like a um, like a famouser person. It's not like a, a person I would meet on the street, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. it's a famous person. Okay. <laughs> Give me a hint. Uh, he's an actor. Okay. Doesn't really narrow it down, I've ta- I'll be honest with you. I've talked about him in... Okay, listen. I've talked about him in, in our group chat. Um, I've, I've oh, mentioned this man. That's probably where I've read it at, then. Absolutely, yeah, at least. Yeah, okay. I think he... Uh, well, we'll, we're going to talk about him uh, in this movie discussion um, down the is line. He, so I'll, Is he in this movie? No, he's not in this movie, but his wife is. Okay. Um, Jesse so, Clemens well, well, or Clemens? Je- Plemons. Plemons, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hmm. When when we talk about him, I'll make sure to bring it up when we talk about Kristen Dunst, who's his wife um, in real life. She's in this movie, obviously, um, that we're talking about today. Uh, I have a, I have to, I have an anecdote, not an anecdote. I just have something to share about him beyond what the obvious might be, based on if you remember anything I've said in this group chat before. Oh, I don't. <laughs> but know. I, I, I know the okay, like well, I know the name though. We'll, we'll unpack it all. Um, okay, all right. You seen any good movies in the last week? Oh, is this the intro? We starting up? I was going to keep the Jesse Plemons talk in, too, but oh, I just okay. figure I, I like to check in, you know, see, um, see how it's going. No, not really. Um, okay, all right. Well, this is We Want to yeah, Watch. Well, uh, my name's Lane. <laughs> I say that, like, every week. I'm like, nah, like, not nah, not particular. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's your name? My name? Ricky. Wait, I shouldn't cut out. It's just Ricky. <laughs> cut Jesus. that whole bit out. Oh my god. Actually, actually, let me. My name's Ricky. There, you got a nice little audio clip there. I'm keeping all of that in and keeping your name. Um, this is a movie. This is not a movie. This is a podcast. <laughs> oh, we're fucking. We're losing the plot this is a podcast where we watch movies uh, that we think we should watch or have that been we recommended to us. That we want to watch. Just want to watch isn't enough. There's tons of movies I want to watch that aren't that are not going to get watched on this podcast because well, I don't think watch that they have enough. anything that's to why, talk about. That's why we put we at the front. That's the name. It's the we want to well, yeah. watch. All right. Well, I'm just saying there's probably movies that we would like to watch that aren't necessarily going to be fun to talk about, right? So or, okay, or aren't. Fair. So I feel like the the thesis of this, right? We, mm-hmm. It's like the canon. We want to we want to watch stuff that's like important or like that is meaningful or like we've heard people talk about. Right, that's our cinematic universe. So this week, <laughs> dead air, dead <laughs> air. <laughs> you know, pauses pauses are important for comedy. Um, it's all about timing. This week, uh, we watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Directed by Michelle Gondry. This I'm excited to talk about this movie. I am too. You yeah, you had recommended this. This was a Rick pick, uh wisely, mm-hmm. I think. You and Christopher had both suggested this movie for this podcast because both said that it was a movie that I would have hot takes on. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, yeah, tell me mm-hmm. tell me now that I've seen this, and I'll say mm-hmm. I, I didn't totally despise this movie at all. Um Okay. Just, Good. Yeah. So why did you suggest this and like what's your history with this movie? 
Um, so this is another movie that my English teacher really enjoyed and showed to the class. Uh, or maybe he didn't personally enjoy it, but he thought that it had value to show to the class. And I, upon the rewatch, actually really enjoyed it. I maybe didn't like it so much at first, and I had sort of bad associations with it, because I was like, oh, eh, like I saw this in class, and for some reason I really had a bad taste in my mouth with it, and I think it was just because of, like, a relationship I had at the time, and I was like, man, like, this movie's so superficial, and it sucks, and it's stupid. <laughs> I don't really feel that way now. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this movie. Uh, the rewatch was, like, really great. Um... And especially looking at it from, like, a cinematic point of view, uh, very good movie. Like, surprisingly good. I did not expect it going into it. I don't know why. Um, well, I do know why. I had bad preconceived notions. So. Yeah, wait, so you said you um, had a negative opinion of it because you were, you, you like, were coming out of a relationship at the time? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, 11th grade, right? The summer of 11th grade, I had just had a... Uh, say a fling with a girl and it did not end well obviously you date women yeah right crazy huh um a date is a pretty strong term too <laughs> fraternize Fra fraternized fraternized, fraternized yeah. with yeah i tried to frat with her bro <laughs> it was sick. i was gonna say what's the what's the <laughs> female version what's the female version of fraternize is it like uh, sororitized? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we anyway. had the same shitty joke there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think this was like one of the first movies, because he sort of liked to ease the class into uh, sort of deeper, more meaningful things, at least when he was teaching it uh, back in what? You know what? I'm not going to dox myself by saying the year, but... Oh my god, it's fine. No uh, one cares that you're <laughs> in your 20s. Like, it's fine. No, I care that I'm in my 20s. And so just, just like, watching it then, I was like, oh, this is very superficial, yada, yada. Um, I also was like, oh, I'd, I'd never do this. And specifically, I would never fall into the same trap that a couple of the main players in the plotline do. And upon the rewatch, uh, I've completely changed sides. This was a good movie, and I, an understandable sort of depiction of... Maybe not the human condition of loneliness, but, like, the the ways in which we move through the world. I said the ways in which... Oh, no. Wait, have I bitched to you about this? Yes, yeah, that's why, okay. I, that's why I, like, cringed physically uh, immediately <laughs> after saying it. I, like, but, like, I listen to a, a lot of podcasts, <laughs> and yeah. every time I hear... Because people on podcasts say it all the fucking time, and every... Like, I don't know what it is, but... I'm a podcaster now. No. Yeah, you are. You caught it. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to write in. I'm going to leave a comment. I'm going to get an Apple device so I can leave a review and, and critique this famous writer I, for saying the It's crazy because, yeah, but like even the, the way which I speak, the way that I, <laughs> the way that I would say it, notice I didn't include the in there, okay? You were trying. But the, the way that I speak or the way that my mind would parse that phrase just says, yeah, that makes perfect sense. You should say the ways in which. It does make sense. It's just, like, unnecessary, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, you, you can you just say You should elaborate how. for the podcast as well, just so that it... Yeah, for... Yeah, well, oh, I just think it's redundant. It's a redundant... You can just say the way. Like, the way that yeah. this thing does this thing. Or how. Like, the way people move through the world. But it doesn't sound yeah. as good. And, like... It, it doesn't it, sound as, like... like there's some, like... 
it's like leftist meaning behind it right it's like leftist academies like it's it's oh. it, i always hear it on the left i never hear like i mean of course i'm not consuming a lot of like conservative <laughs> content but yeah but i hear but like tucker carlson's not up there like <laughs> i'm all right we're, we're done here <laughs> anyway so you just you thought this movie was more relatable this time around because you weren't yeah having a flame. i was gonna have like a bad headspace um and yeah. i was sort of maybe not more objective with it but uh definitely going into it with the idea of, of oh like let's just watch the movie see what i like about it what i don't like um and i came away with a lot more likes than don't like in fact yeah. i don't really have many don't likes that i would particularly try to point at with this film i'll be honest with okay. you okay cool um yeah i mean i I agree with you. I had I on the balance. I came away with more likes than dislikes, um, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about because I'd say this is the movie I've liked the most of the new ones we watched for this. Uh, and yeah, I just uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about a movie that I didn't just want to pick apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not seen this movie. I hadn't seen. I haven't seen a lot of. I haven't seen uh, very much of Charlie Kaufman, who is the writer, kind of. Not the main auteur of this, but uh, I would say, but he is an uh, an auteurist, writer, and director. I'd seen Being John Malkovich. I've seen Synecdoche, New York. So those are kind of two of his other like movies that he's written. And I was like, okay, on both of those. I liked Synecdoche. I was fine with Being John Malkovich. So like, I knew that he kind of had a very particular like meta or like not even postmodern, like post-postmodern visual style. Um, yeah, Dada, almost. <laughs> and so... I think meta is a really good way to put it, though. Yeah, and so I kind of... I, I had expectations for this movie, but, um, yeah, I I was surprised, actually, by, I guess, how, like, lo-fi it was. I wasn't expecting that. The only kind yeah. of clip... The only clip I had seen of this movie before um, in full was uh the scene where he she first uh clementine is first like hey um what if we try putting me into another memory uh and then he like imagines her in the kitchen with the uh, his mom like when he's a little baby or whatever under the table yeah and yeah, so yeah. I, I was like th- that like that scene is kind of sterile by design um mm-hmm. it, it's very like clean and, and kind of like neat and not as frantic in, at first, um, as the rest of the movie is. So I, I had that expectation of, like, weird kind of uh, sterility. Surrealism, almost, yeah. Not, yeah, like, or, like, hyper-realism in a way, or, mm. like, yeah, oh, yeah, just that mm-hmm. kind of... And so when this movie starts out, and it's very, like, handheld, very lo-fi, um, and it just, that doesn't really stop, I was, I was expecting that to be just the way that memories were portrayed at first like for the first couple minutes mm-hmm. i was like oh this is just a memory um and this is how we're gonna know that we're like in his head and not you know this isn't the real life but that wasn't true either and so yeah i i i appreciated that and yeah on, on the balance i i liked this um yeah uh the the way that the movie was shot is great at least in my opinion and especially the scene transitions um between the memories and when like moving through his sort of mind uh and even before that when they're like, there are so many really great transitions in this movie. Um, one, one of the notable ones, or at least the one that stands out to me still, is when he was, I think, having his last conversation with Clementine in, um, before he gets his memory wiped. And 
he's in the record store and as he's like walking he's like walking through it so you see like all of the vinyls or cds or whatever uh, it's 2006 so i guess cds um and he walks directly into the living room of their mutual friend's house mm-hmm. and that was so cool like watching that transition was like it was like a really seamless yeah. transition between the two scenes uh like flawless almost i really enjoyed that and that was like the first really impactful transition that they had i guess uh because all the ones before that were sort of more normal like more mm-hmm. uh not generic but like it's like oh like this is just a movie this is just like how scenes move from one scene to the next yada yada um yeah. and that was the first one where i was like ooh, there's like they're introducing some like technical expertise into this and then when they get into the memories it gets even cooler and more surreal and weirder with the scene transitions yeah. which i really enjoy yeah yeah no uh, i i remember the exact uh shot that you're talking about uh of him kind mm-hmm. of walking into their living room because i remember being like oh but this is clearly not a memory like this is not mm-hmm. you know th- this is truly just i mean it is memory you know this movie makes a, a, an interesting kind of case for how yeah memories can be fluid and uh how even just remembering a memory changes it uh and kind of the narrative that we're telling ourselves as we recount things in our head or to other people um and the way that we remember things just changes our emotional connection to them and so the 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 kind of fluid way that scenes transition and so you're you're kind of kept not off balance like it's not really a frantic or like I don't think it's the movie isn't as difficult to follow as you would expect. Um, it's right. not hard to say like when is a scene taking place in the past versus when you know what what is happening in real time, you know, in the timeline. Uh, it does a good job of keeping that seamless, but uh, not too disorienting. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, uh, comparing it to like Eraserhead, which has also very sort of has much more like frenetic energy going on there, right? Um, it's frantic there's things happening you the line between what's real and fake is already kind of blurred just because of how alien the world uh is in that movie um versus this very much so real life world where um like you're watching the story sort of take place and it it definitely throws or it definitely threw me for a loop in the beginning i forgot that that the movie like cold opens with him meeting clementine after the not surgery, but after the... Yeah, the surgery, procedure, whatever. Procedure, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So th- that, that was pretty nice. And, like, getting to the point of realizing, like, oh, wait a second, like, that happened after all of this. Um, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I did, uh, I-, I will say, I was taken by the, uh, you know, in the very beginning, he sees the dent. Yeah. The, the yellow fire hydrant, but the car next to him's not yellow. I didn't even clock that. Uh, and then at and, the and end, he even he, writes a note to it. He's like, thank you. Yeah, he's like, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so so at the end, at the end, when it, it comes back to that, I was, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Like that was actually pretty clever. Um, I yeah. didn't, you uh-huh. know, I didn't even clock it. So that, that was cool. And it's nice that they returned to where they first met as well. And yeah. so like the, the first scene that we see them together is the fir- is also the first place where, or like the first setting where they, were together just at a different time from what we've seen so i don't know that was a nice little touch i guess yeah yeah i will say at first the very first like 
you know, five minutes or whatever when he's meeting her mm-hmm. for the first time chronologically or, or, or the second time chronologically, but the first time in the movie. I I was I was like, oh, buddy, we might be off to the wrong foot. We can't. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to be able to stomach this just because I, I did not like this couple. Like I, I didn't. Yeah. I And this is something that I didn't love. This is one of the things keeping this from being like a a banger uh, to me is I found him annoying. I found her annoying. I didn't really <laughs> feel any kind of like interest in their I wasn't rooting for them as a couple, but I also wasn't like right. tragically, you know, against them. Yeah, or like I didn't have the sense like, oh, this is like, you know, a doomed like star-crossed lovers who like, you know, they're right. they're just right. destined to be like destructive. Tragedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't have like that kind of sense either. You know, it wasn't, I didn't really care, I guess. I, I wasn't made to care. And like in the very beginning, when he says things like, he's like writing in his journal. Oh, mm-hmm. oh buddy. Men writing in their <laughs> journal, strike one. He's like, why am I incapable of making eye contact with a woman I don't know? And why do yep, I fall in yeah. love with every woman <laughs> I see? I'm like, I hate this guy. Like, I hate this guy. What do you it's... think of Jim Carrey in general? Oh, great in this movie. Uh, in general, great. Ooh. I like him as an actor. Ooh, wow. Difference of opinion there? I like him as a comedic actor, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, think I thought he it was cool has... to see him outside of a comedy role. Have you seen The Truman Show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. movie, too. I think he's good there. I think he needs a little mm-hmm. bit more comedy. I think when he, he is too uh, anxious in his dramatic role here, and I get that that's the point, mm-hmm. but... Um, I just found him very grating uh, in his, he, he's kind of very, ma- he becomes very mannered. And that's a silly thing to say about Jim Carrey. Like, if, like he's maybe the most mannered actor of all time. Like he's always yeah. doing business. And so in this, it was like, it wasn't making me laugh. So it was just making me cringe, I guess. The, the way he was kind of like curling in on himself in this, like contorting himself into these like weird postures and things to, to emphasize like how, how anxious and like sad, sad boy he was. You're supposed to cringe at that though, right? Like, like he, he's supposed to be a cringy character. Yeah. Like uh... I, I think, I think he just portrayed a like cringy, sad boy character, like the, the things that you're describing, which weren't really those terms used in 2006 maybe cringe was um, 2004 but yeah yeah, yeah. like 2004 all right wow well, i mean I, I get that he's stuff, so. i get that he's supposed to be like a sad guy like and he's like kind of like a depressed yeah, sad like, shy introvert. reserved yeah i but can't like even the look movie... women in the eyes oh i'm so artsy i have to i have to draw this girl on the train oh, like, yeah with big like, boobs come on. he's like constantly drawing titties in his fucking journal too like jacking <laughs> he, off he was the... drawing a lot of weird fucked up shit in his journal and i mean yeah, yeah and speaking of jacking off when his like <laughs> it, that also roots back to the the scene where of his first of like his big shame when he was jacking right. off to his own drawings with right titties. right like come on which like, like again like to me, mm-hmm. I think the movie really wants you to root for him and her. Uh, I don't think the movie is like, yeah. isn't this guy embarrassing? Like, it, I don't think the movie is trying to say, you know, hey, isn't, you know, don't don't you feel sad for this guy? Like, isn't his sadness Maybe so apparent? Maybe not that. Right. But, like, it's definitely not portraying him as, like, as a good person. Maybe not even as a good person, but as, like, a like not cringy person like he's not based in this movie right jim carrey is not supposed to be based <laughs> here right i guess i just i i don't see the point 
of this movie in a way because so in the very beginning like when he first not the very beginning when he first finds out that she did the procedure um Mm -hmm. like i'm i i watched this movie in my hotel i'm like on a trip so i haven't seen christopher in a while and i was like devastated for that like five to ten minutes i was like really locked into this movie and like oh man like what if like i went home and i found out that christopher had like done this procedure not that we've broken up or anything but like if that happened like that would be awful like i i was totally locked into that and then like the movie kind of doesn't really come back to because he makes the decision in the story to undergo it himself the Mm -hmm. movie doesn't really explore like what would it be like if somebody did that to you and like what does it mean about that person and like what does it mean to to try and erase that um instead it's so instead it's so about like the journey of him having those erased and like what memories mean to a person in general and so i'll have to disagree with you with that point it, it it does sort of delve into that, although it's it's a bit tertiary to the the main storyline, right? That's what I mean. Yeah, and well, and that's my point is like, if it had been the main story was like this very serious exploration of like what that means or what that would mean, and what that would do to a person, both you know who gets the procedure and who is the erasee. Um, instead, mm-hmm. it it goes for this other kind of discussion, this kind of like love story and like all of those other kind of conversations being had are less interesting because I don't like the characters. Like, if I liked okay. the characters, I would be more locked into that, too. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, when when they are reconciling and they're making it, you know, the decision to kind of go for it again, I didn't really feel... I didn't feel sad or tragic or bittersweet or, or any of those things. Like, I just kind of felt like, okay. Like, it didn't, it didn't have the wallop that I was looking for. And so, if I had mm-hmm. liked these characters more, I think I would have been more rooting for it kind of interested in that story and instead it felt like well you abandoned the thing that had me emotionally invested and now i'm just not i still like the movie but mm-hmm. anyway but so you think i don't know it feels like they they rush him into after like maybe 15 or 20 minutes they rush him into the procedure himself and then it doesn't really become about like what does this do to a person because we don't really see their aftermath of like the procedure until the very right. end right but we see the aftermath of a similar procedure right so, like, let's let, let's sort of break it down in a couple of ways. Uh, so, first of all, uh, this just speaking as to Jim Carrey's character, when he's talking to his friends about it, the entire time he's just talking about himself, right? He's like, how could you do this to me? I'm the nicest guy that she's ever been with. I'm the nicest guy she's ever, like, seen or had in a relationship, yada, yada. Like, like how could she do this to me? Why would she do this to me? Like, I have. Yeah, I just. But I. I. I, hmm. I have to just say. I like am allergic to that type of guy and like that type of protagonist. So I. I mean. I maybe I didn't give him a fair shake. I'll just say like when he started like, spouting those things off. I think. I think you're not supposed to. I think you're supposed to dislike his character, right? But then what? I, is that just me? <laughs> I don't know. I. I feel like this movie is, even if you're you're not supposed to like agree with him in those cases, you're still supposed to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I I think you're supposed to like him or like at least feel sorry for him. I so I I think you can be empathetic towards his situation, right? And say like, "Oh, like yeah, that that would be really horrible." And still acknowledge that like, "Oh, okay, well like, but buddy, like judging by your reaction, you're not really taking into into account like why she would have done these things. You're like you're asking why, but you don't care why. You just want to know why she hurt you, not 
not well you don't even know want to know why she hurt you you just want like i don't know justice or like yeah he wants or whatever yeah. right right well i and, just and so, I, I see in black and white so i don't i just you know i don't like this guy and so i'm not gonna empathize with him i mean i don't know what you want from me <laughs> no fair i'm fair. kidding i'm kidding, but I'm like, kidding. As, as he sort of gets, like, more and more antsy about it, right? So that was, what, three days before Valentine's? So the 11th, right? And then he goes into the clinic on the 12th, we assume, like, the day after. He talks to them, and he's like, like, what the hell's going on here? He's just looking for answers, like, yada, yada. Then once he leaves there, and then on the 12th, he goes back again. And he's like, I need, I need to be scheduled. I need to go, like, I need this procedure done. And the 13th into the 14th is when the procedure happens. So maybe he went back on the 13th, maybe not the 12th. But it's, like, within the span of a, a day or so, he was like, I can't deal with this. I have to go back. And the, the movie actually is pretty interesting, at least to me, in how it um, shows transport as well. I kind of wanted to mention this earlier. A lot of movies will either emphasize transport, like they'll include scenes where you're in the car. They'll, they'll help it reinforce the plot. And I think the movie does this well just in how... Like, Jim Carrey's, a lot of Jim Carrey's emotional moments are within that car, and it's interesting to see that, um, and then to see, like, the, the times that they do transitions where, like, you have to go from place to place, and they just, like, don't include, like, what was happening. Like, they don't include the train or the car, it's just, like, they're just there now. Which, I don't know, I think it's just, like, inter an interesting choice narratively to choose, uh, to, like, choose that sort of environment, um, especially because, like, cars are, like, a private area for many people like it's a it's a space where you are secure and sort of by yourself that's not your house like you can get in your car and you can cry and you can go for a drive and like we see jim carrey do that yeah which i just think was interesting i also like again i just don't think you're supposed to like jim carrey's character like i think you're supposed to be like oh like this guy's like really cringy he only really cares about himself and he he almost uses niceness as a sort of like yeah. self-pitying defense mechanism where he's like well like yeah. I'm really nice, so nothing bad should happen to me. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's like the archetypal nice guy, right? Like, he's like the right. archetype of a nice guy, and so I'm cool with that. Like, I will watch a movie with an unsympathetic protagonist. I like a lot of movies with unsympathetic protagonists, but at some point, it's like, what am I supposed to care about then in this movie? Like, I, I guess I just hmm. even like I, I again, I think the movie, it's so important for the relationship for you to be invested in them, at least like from mm -hmm. a I, I don't find them interesting either is the thing. Like, I don't really find her interesting. I think she's kind of not one dimensional, but just yeah, just also a stereotype. And so yeah, I don't find I don't find either of them to be interesting stereotypes. I don't think the way they interact is all that interesting. Um, like I no, think their interactions their... are like the worst. <laughs> it's not even right? you know, see, yeah, they're like they're they're very basic. They're kind of like right. Like she she she's like the only one that brings light into his life, and like she has to be quirky and off the wall all of the time. Yeah, and he's 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 what sort of grounds her, and he's like no, like like get yeah. come on, like the ice might break, come on, you know. Right, right. She, I mean, and, and like I do think that they they get at something interesting. When she says, like, the kind of quintessential deflation of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing is when she says, like, I'm my own fucked up girl. Don't come looking for me to, like, fix you or ground you or whatever. And that's right. the only time that she really acknowledges that, I feel like. And instead hmm. it's like... She says it a few times, yeah. She she says it a couple times, yeah, because she forgets um, that she said it right. or, or oh, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
I, I don't know. I would have liked to see kind of more dimension there to her uh, in acknowledging that and like how that impacts the relationship. It just, I mean, she, you know, at the end when they're kind of like listening back on their fights and it's like, oh, she just fucks everybody and she's crazy and the hair thing is bullshit. And he said, she says to, about him like, oh, he's so boring. He's you know, boring. I, I, yeah, he's boring. He makes me sad to be around. I'm always irritated. It's like not, none of those mm -hmm. are really about the characters like n none of the you could right. say that about anything or like any right. you know she you could replace any any other character with jim carrey and she could still be saying he's boring like that doesn't really say anything about him or about her and so right yeah the fact that i don't like either of them and i don't find their relationship compelling yeah it just kind of takes an emotional core from the movie that i think it needs in order again i like this movie i think it's still good i think the things it's saying are still interesting but just it doesn't this movie's not devastating for me the way that it could be. I'm also not like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm divorced. I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know, people, people sometimes. Plane. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't care. But anyway, I, I was about to rattle off my address. <laughs> I don't if anyone care. Wants Mail to anthrax up, to my house. Like... Yeah. Whatever. Like, who's listening to this? Like, my boyfriend and you. Like, I don't. True. <laughs> uh, but no. You know, I. I've had people say, I, I guess I just don't find this like breakups in general to be the saddest thing in the world. Cause I don't know. I'm in a happy relationship now, but just having that perspective, I'm like, okay, I need this to be devastating in a different way than just two people not being together or like two people being hurt by each other and, and wanting to erase them from each other's memories. I, I, I yeah, so, I just, it doesn't hit me as hard because I don't care. Yeah. I think the movie leans heavily into, um, people being unable to sort of let go of each other because they couldn't let go normally they had to have this procedure done right so obviously like there's still emotions there but they can't handle those emotions like they can't deal with those emotions as adults so they need to have all of their memories removed which is like obviously like a crazy leap in logic right like yeah may maybe like try going to therapy try literally anything else for like more <laughs> than a couple days right uh yeah. pick up a new hobby i don't know like yeah. whatever man so it's, it's like, such an extreme action, which, like, seems really shady, right? Like, you're going to a place that's going to go into your house while you're knocked out. And, and give you brain damage. Memories from yeah. your brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nothing more than, uh, you know, rough night of drinking. And it's like, yeah, pause. Great, <laughs> great performance from Tom Wilkinson, who is that actor. He's... Yeah, he, he's incredible. We should watch Michael Clayton at some point. Maybe we'll... Okay. I'll pocket that for later, but... um. Yeah, so he, he does speaking, a great job here. Yeah, and speaking of that actor, um, can we talk about his relationship with his secretary, who also underwent the procedure? Yeah. And how I, that affects the people in their relationships afterwards, right? I, I, yeah, I feel like they actually might have the more interesting relationship by far. Yeah. I would love to see more about that because it's clear that like there's way more of like a volatility to them in a way, even though I think, you know, obviously Clementine is a volatile person, the circumstances of her and I don't even remember Jim Carrey's character's name. Yeah, neither Oops. do I. It's like something, something Lee and almost Joel. like Not yeah, Joel. Joel, yeah. Joel Lee, she Joel calls Lee. him. Yep. They, they don't have like a very volatile relationship. And so at least not that's depicted. Another reason that I don't feel as emotionally connected to it, because I'm not like, ooh, this is like crashing and burning. It's really tragic. They're back together. Whereas with, you know, Tom Wilkinson and Kirsten Dunst, they are 
clearly like there's volatility there there's like a real hard reason besides the fact that they like their personalities wouldn't work or whatever that they aren't mm -hmm. together or couldn't be together and so that is way more interesting to me and like the coercion obviously like he performed it on her like that's crazy and obviously yeah. there's pressure because of the wife like all of those things are way more interesting than just this explanation or exploration of uh, the sad guy's memories, I guess. So that was really, really interesting. I was really, I was, I was kind of rooting for those scenes to take up more runtime. I, I think they provide an, in, like a really interesting, like the movie itself almost provides an interesting backdrop to those scenes. The memories aren't really the focus, like that sort of almost analog horror like film that we go through where yeah. Jim Carrey is facing these like, faceless demons within his mind that are trying to take away clementine from him yeah right? this movie is very horrifying especially in the beginning when he doesn't oh, yeah. really understand it yeah that was like there were definitely some some really scary kind of uh yeah imagery and like just the, yeah the horror of like being locked in and not being able to stop a procedure like that even though you can feel it happening very very oh, scary yeah. yeah it's so nightmarish and not even not even to the level of like oh like, you're forgetting about this loved person. You're losing, like, essentially years of your life. Even just the it's... loss of control. Yeah, yeah. Where it's it feels like a very, like, man against God. When he's, like, out on the ice and, uh, like, it's snowing and he's, like, yelling up at the sky, right? Yeah. He's, like, yeah. It's, like it, it's really, really cool imagery to see that. And it's, it's... Yeah. Again, it points to the fact that, like, there's... <clears throat> like, he he's someone who couldn't deal with trying to work through that emotion, those emotions by himself, right? He couldn't work through that emotionally, so he needs a procedure done, which, you know, quick and easy, you just pass out and you wake up like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Which is like, it, it's not an adult way to approach it, right? And and so you, you get to sort of see the effects of the procedure on, like, a singular person, and then you also get to see the effects of it um, through... Uh, the the doctor I forget his name um, the older gentleman Howard yeah she's she's constantly talking about yeah uh, about how smart and cool and funny he is yeah it's so it's so great what Howard does don't you just love Howard yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah it's 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 really interesting to to sort of see like the impacts that and and especially like when watching the movie I was like damn like you could really abuse the fuck out of this shit right like yeah like totally this is like like the u.s government would have this shit on lock like this is the craziest <laughs> technology to ever be developed um yeah. and and then they do sort of like delve into like oh yeah no like like this is fucking up the personal lives of everyone involved in it we get to see uh the hobbit man what's his name elijah uh, elijah wood, wood? <laughs> yeah we the get to hobbit see him man. being a little fucking weird pervert and uh yeah mark they tried to too. like yeah he's mark ruffalo isn't as much of a weird little pervert though um, no he's like a he's like a creep but he's not as fucking weird as elijah wood yeah. is yeah you're right he's, they're both like, great he's, he's kind of like normal about it he's just like yeah i'll, I'll crack a couple beers a couple briskies you know let the computer yeah. go on autopilot and hey fuck it you know if some food goes missing from the fridge that's yeah, not my problem you know <laughs> I fuck on the bed next to this sleeping guy that's not my yeah. problem <laughs> yeah that was crazy when they're doing like she like they're doing like half naked jumping jacks on the bed yeah, next to yeah. him they're like <laughs> they're passing a joint like over his sleeping yeah. body like hello yeah. i'm sure that's i'm sure that's good for your brain when you're undergoing this procedure too um to, like, oh yeah be high at times <laughs> yeah that the secondhand um, smoke they're like blowing yeah. it into his face <laughs> yeah i think kirsten dunst is maybe the the best performance in the movie 
Uh, actually, I yeah. So Kate Winslet got nominated for Best Actress in this. Wow. I found her performance a little bit, yeah, man- mannered. I guess I, I found both of them very mannered. <laughs> very mannered. Which <laughs> What's that? I just very mannered. Like uh, it's your yeah. comments for both of them. Yeah, yeah, and and again, that's not the worst thing in the world. It's just. I would have liked to see a, a more, not subtle performance necessarily, but a, a, a mm-hmm. performance with a little more nuance or uh, depth to it. Um, because, yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I didn't feel like she had, like, a very... Her character wasn't drawn very complexly, and so she kind of, yeah, I feel like leaned into it for 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. So... I was going to say, their, their depictions of, like, cringy couple shit were, like, pretty spot on, though definitely cringy right like just like i don't know do you do you mean like when they're like being cutesy with each other or like when they're being like yeah. hostile oh no when they're being cutesy with each other when they're being hostile it's like that that seems pretty accurate to at least what i've seen of like relationships yeah. where neither person's really happy but they don't want to leave right and yeah. it's a sort of like slow burn with that yeah just like snide remarks over food you know yeah yeah like, right, yeah well. which which again it's like i i didn't particularly like either of these characters but i feel like they make sense as characters and as humans right they they seem very human they seem human but they don't seem they're not like dimensioned enough like i don't see any side of them except for the the surface and so that it's Mm-hmm. they're they're obvious in a way it's like i i right. don't ever feel like i have a relationship to them or to uh, i don't really know what they're thinking even though jim carrey is monologuing you know internally throughout the movie and he's mm-hmm. like i fucking hate when she does this she's gonna say this like in the memories and stuff and it's like jesus other than that i mean that i feel I, like there isn't much going on to kind of cling w- to and yeah yeah i will say uh one of one of like joel's um, like nitpicks at the end of the film one of the reasons why he wanted to get the procedure done he mentions like oh like her vocabulary is lacking like how do we speak in public when for like at least a quarter of the film the only adjective that he can use to describe nice. her yeah. and him yeah. and like just things in general is nice it's just nice everything is yeah. nice all of the time um, yeah. and then when when she sort of pressures him eventually he goes it's great. Like, this was the greatest night of my life. It's like, yeah. all right. Oh, yeah, so it's protecting. better than nice? So it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, obviously, going back to the end of the film, um, like, obviously, this isn't going to work out. The same issues are going to crop up. Um, and you, you've sort of removed that safety net of, oh, well, it's what I know, right? Because you don't know it anymore. Like, you don't have those habits anymore. You've forgotten all of them. And they still want to go back to, well, I mean, we can give it a try still, right? Like, they haven't learned anything um, because they didn't take the time to emotionally process it at all. They just erased it. And I feel like that's sort of not like the, not like the warning of the film. No, I I think it is. I think you're right that it is the warning. Yeah, like, this movie definitely doesn't have a positive view of this procedure, I mean, the fact that right, Kirsten right, Dunst right. at the end of it is, you know, kind of negating everything and sabotaging the whole practice, uh, I think that's clearly supposed to be the indictment of this and, like, advocacy for processing your emotions, you know, giving your relationships, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, a healthy kind of preponderance or whatever. 
Yeah. 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 So let, let, let the body cool down a bit before, you know, you start burying. Um, yeah. I, I thought Howard was the one who sent out the, all of the like tapes no. at the end. No, no it's her. Oh, no, no, it's her. Down? That's cause okay. she, yeah. Cause she's the one who writes the letter and is like, I worked at this place for this many months and I, you know, uh, you had this procedure done okay. and I think this is wrong. So I'm sending out these. So mm-hmm. yeah. Which like, slay queen yeah no uh power move it's funny when you listen in when he's in the office waiting she says to someone like yeah no you can't um, get this done in three three times in a month yeah (laughs) right and it's three times in a month before valentine's day so it's like within the last two (laughs) weeks this person has been there twice already and they're they're itching for another one they're jonesing to get back in there um which is i don't know very very silly and it, it sort of it sort of points to the fact that well if you develop this sort of like habit of just yeah emotionally cutting yourself off from it and not not confronting anything that you're feeling and not actually trying to dig at like well why did this person make me feel this way um like why does this person make me feel self-conscious about my vocabulary yeah maybe? or why does this person make me feel self-conscious about my drinking or about my being crabby right it's like well right like if, if you if you take a minute sort of look at it and then say well maybe it's not with them it's with me there's like an opportunity for growth um do you and, and so hmm. do you use the apps like the, the apps? like dating yeah what oh no <laughs> no i tried to use the apps they were hit, hit or miss more misses um i i hear it's rough out there um it's pretty rough <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lucinda's always talking about, yeah, how rough it is. I'll say Bumble was definitely better than, like, Tinder, right? And yeah. e- even then, I mean, no, I, I, met, I met a couple of nice girls on Bumble. But, like, nothing really lasting. I don't know. Apps are just such a bad way to get to know someone, in my opinion. And so, like, obviously, it's like, well, all right, let's meet and see how we, like, actually interact in person. And, and that's, like, the real litmus test. Yeah. Well, what you're saying about... Um like making a making it a habit of go undergoing Mm -hmm. this procedure it's a lot of it reminds me of like the disposability that those apps those apps um yeah Yeah. that they provide i've heard people talk about this before of like that yeah just having like a sea of people means that you can be kind of very dismissive and obviously it's like commodifying and objectifying and all of those things but Mm -hmm. even you know just the the way that that impacts people psychologically like seeing your partners as like just disposable in a sea of of you know possible mates uh and what that does to you from like a one of the numbers yeah yeah Yeah. and if i don't if i don't perfectly love this person or if i have an awkward experience with them and i'm not saying that these are necessarily bad things um to be able to like ghost somebody or like to have the uh opportunity in the future to just like move on immediately like i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm yeah, it just it, it, it definitely it, like changes how you approach the relationship, even even from like the early stages, I'll say, because if you've got like 10 plus like likes already, it's like, all right, well, if this person says something that like either not even that I don't agree with that much, but it's like is particularly off putting. It's like, well, do I even want to take the first step and like invite you out to like dinner or to like get right. a coffee or something if I think that like this isn't going to work out because like. I could just go back to swiping for a little bit, right? You know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it definitely does, like, wire your brain to approach those relationships differently, 
which is why I, I really I didn't like it. It wasn't like it didn't seem like it would work out for me, I guess, or it it wasn't like meant to foster actual relationships. Yeah. Which is why I was like, eh, whatever. It's interesting because people, there are people who like get married, you know, they meet their partner yeah. on, oh, yeah. on Tinder or whatever. And like, you know, I have no judgment for those people. It's just, I'm, I, it's shocking, you know, because I, I feel like the vast majority of the people I talk to who are on them, you know, they, they talk about how shitty it is and how it doesn't go anywhere and et cetera. So I, I think a part of that is also that people, the people on the other side of the app have the same sort of like you can recognize that the people on the other side of the app have the same mentality that you do approaching it so you have to sort of you start conforming to a sense of like uniformity within your profile to like try to appeal to as many other people as possible sure just because it's like well i wouldn't want somebody to dismiss me out of hand because of blank whatever that might be right. and like generally that's an insecurity so you're trying to hide that whatever it is and then it's like well so then how much of yourself are you really being if you're not if you're trying to like appeal to as many people as possible and i mean i've known guys who've gotten really in their head about like the number of likes they're getting and i don't know just stuff like that and they would like week to week like change up their account to see like what worked better and what like yeah. women liked more and it's like all right cool but if you're doing that are you really meeting someone that like are you really putting yourself out there or are you putting yeah like your SEO. some weird visage of yourself right yeah right, right. yeah yeah your S <laughs> you are you are essentially SEOing which is like crazy right yeah um, it's it's yeah. just so so odd and you're not even like SEOing yourself you're like Plato's caving it right you're like well like what shadows can I put up here that'll make you know the people clap it's like that's like weird man you know get yeah. up on stage yourself yeah um, which yeah. is also tough I'll say uh oh sure and all right. Ugh. All right. So, like, this is cringe. It makes good podcasting. It's fine. It makes good podcasting. Ugh. So I'm into anime, and I mean, I've been to oh, like wait, anime wait, conventions. Wait, 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 wait. So i i have I have had that up on my profile before, and i've I've put up pictures of myself in cosplay, and I've actually like I've met like women that I've like actually enjoyed spending time with, and like really really liked based off of that. I've also met women that I've enjoyed spending time with and really, really liked, not based off of that. Like, making that change didn't really improve or, like... Right. It didn't really change, like, the variety of women I was matching with, I guess, because I think I just have the same vibe either way. Like, I, I look like somebody yeah. who watches anime, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so... <laughs> you, you look like Wes Anderson. You look like somebody who watches yeah. anime. Every listener yeah. is going to have this rich tapestry put together of what you look like based on Ugh. the various analogies we use. I love Maybe, that... maybe a little too rich, too. <laughs> I, I love that... I, I thought for sure when you said this is going to be cringe, I thought it was going to be some hmm. embarrassing dating story. And instead it's, <laughs> I watch anime. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, that is the embarrassing dating story. It's no, across I several mean... dates, honestly. <laughs> like that's embarrassing. It's, and it's it's not even that it's embarrassing. It's just that like that was an insecurity for me, and and then like I I yeah. did eventually. I was like, eh, you know what? Like, if that's a deal breaker, then like I Get probably don't want to spend as much time with the person anyway, right? Like, yeah. like this should be something I should be upfront about. Yeah, um, and yeah, it, for sure. It, like it led me to like be able to have a lot of really great conversation starters too. Because if somebody yeah. says like, oh hey, like I love that anime, I love that show, yada yada. It's, like, so easy to, like, be like, oh, like, what did you like about it? Like, why did you like these things? Yeah. Um, 
and it's it's like really great easy conversation starter and it was something that i was really resistant to for a while because i i mean i have a very negative connotation of like the anime fandom in general um which yeah. i sort of eased up on recently as it's gotten like more mainstream but uh like when i was in high school ah, gun to my head i've never seen an anime in my life right what uh, uh just for the hmm. for the record uh, what yeah. years were you in high school? What were those four years? Uh, for, the for, dates? The, for the record, right? The <laughs> official years that I was in high school were. <laughs> we, we're losing the plot here. I yeah, I just yeah, I, I know. wanted. To... I know. Let's go back to yeah. the movie. Let's let's wrap back around. A really good point to be made about like relationships in general and how this movie touches upon sort of the disposability, the frivolous nature, and yeah, the, dis- yeah. the disposability. And, like, if you commodify that, how people will abuse it and how people will, I don't know, maybe even, like, continue to fall into the same sort of traps, pitfalls where, like, you you know what the red flags are. They're being spelled out to you by a recording of yourself. And you're still going to say, well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think one of the most important things in a relationship uh, is being able to have, like, similar habits, right? Um like you don't have to share hobbies, but you have to be able to. Like, if your partner wakes up early, you have to be okay with them waking up early. You can't be mad at them every single day because they've woken up early, right? Because um, you're just—it's just going to breed resentment. Uh, How long have you been married that you're giving out relationship advice on this podcast? Well, well, zero <laughs> years. How long have you been married, Lane? It was Since five you, years. You've already spoken to me. Right? <laughs> Sheesh! That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but I know. Um, but no, I I agree with would you, you. Would you disagree uh, though? Okay, thanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, I I I was just yeah picking on you because it's easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess this movie. I, I give you so much fodder with the anime shit too, and you just glossed right over that. <laughs> Listen, if I bully you on this podcast, I'm afraid of making people like uncomfortable. <laughs> like if I just <laughs> to you on record, it's like. Some of the shit I've said to you, I don't know that I would be able to say again with a straight face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of All things right, I can't fair. say with a straight face. So, um, mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst is married to Jesse Plemons. Uh, and, right. um, this is the meat and potatoes of the podcast right here. Yeah, this is the real yeah, hot guy spotlight corner. Yeah, all, this, all the rest of the shit was veggies. You know, yeah. <laughs> some some crudités. <laughs> so, uh, I had a dream last night. Uh, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. Christopher, if you're listening to this, don't just skip like two minutes. Uh, <laughs> like my dream train, like my my dream thruple is those two. Uh, they're wow. I think they're so hot. I don't have anything interesting to say other than that last night I had a dream uh, that I woke mm-hmm. up like in a cold sweat from really early in the morning uh, that Jesse Plemons like went on to like a morning talk show and announced that he was changing his pronouns to they, them. (laughs) (laughs) And I like woke up and like was upset and disappointed that it was a dream. I was like, no, (laughs) the representation. (laughs) All right. Let me, let me take another good look at Jesse Plemons here. All right. You're not allowed to make any comments here. (laughs) Uh, No, I will agree. Kirsten Dunst is like very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of the most beautiful women in the world. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh I, yeah i guess he has a, a sort of maybe Listen, not ruggedness about him 
Um, Listen. Ooh, there's a there's one really good picture of him up on Google. All right, Sundance yeah. 09. Any any listeners want to check that out? The blue background. <laughs> he I, he kind of looks like I I don't know. Between these pictures, he like sort of flip flops between like discount Ed Sheeran and God. Like, I can't. I shouldn't be. Who, able who's to that talk one Parks and Recs guy? He's like the blonde Parks and Recs guy. I don't know who you're talking about. Ron I don't... Howard or whatever, or Ron Swanson or Oh. <laughs> He's not Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? With the with the big mu- I think it's just the big mustache. He's not big blonde. mustaches always throw me off. Yeah, I, I mean the the character of, of Ron Swanson um yeah. is played by Nick Offerman. He's not blonde at all. <laughs> it's just the mustache. No, but it, if he if he was blonde and then he also oh. did his hair like that, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm cutting mm-hmm. all this out. I hate every time I tell somebody <laughs> that I think that this is an attractive man. They either like roast me or make the most evil, fucking cursed uh, comparisons possible, and I'm like, great, it's, cool. I feel it's disgusting really only now. some pictures. This guy has had like this guy is a man of many faces. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think when he was like young and he looked like Matt Damon on Breaking Bad, like that not not for me. Like, not into the methed out look, but. I think like he's eight, he and Kirsten Dunst have both aged really yeah. well. Yeah, when he I, I'm seeing the Matt Damon pictures. That's a yeah. That's not the Although, that's not the wave. I don't know, man. I don't. He he looks he looks like a uh, like a football guy, like a football. Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon's my sworn fucking mortal enemy. So I like <laughs> I would not. But Jesse Plemons absolutely would. He's got like a. Yeah, I don't know, like a normal guy energy that is appealing. Like this, like he looks like someone who doesn't log online. Like he doesn't know what Reddit is, you know? I don't know. I, I get the vibe from. That, uh, that is an abnormal guy in today's society. Exactly. That's what I mean. We really do live in a society, huh? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm an online guy. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, and that's, you know. That was for the viewers, Lane. God. That's, oh. that's, why, that's why you're easy to pick on. You don't Whereas, get it, Lane. Yeah. Oh. My, my ideal platonic or, or romantic partner is uh, not online at all. And Jesse Plemons is easy to project that onto because he looks like he's from 1968. <laughs> True. Oh, that was, that was one of the things in this movie that uh, she sort of makes fun of him for. She's like, what are you, from the 50s? When he, like, he calls her yeah. a wino? It's so yeah, funny. Yeah. Love yeah. that shit. <laughs> I, I tried to pull this back into the movie, you know, oh, wrench sure, it yeah. back in there by any means Listen, possible. <laughs> it's it's good podcasting. To, uh, people want to hear podcasting. me talk about wanting to <laughs> or Jesse Plemons. Like, yo, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Are you leaving that in? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll bleep it. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, no, um, yeah, good, good movie. <laughs> You know what I liked in this yeah, movie? Yeah, movie, I guess. Yeah, what you like in this movie? <laughs> I liked the uh, music, especially in the beginning. Uh, yeah. The, like, playful, oh, yeah. like, jaunty horn music. The, like, lead motif going on when, when they were yeah. first, like, seeing each other. And then it sort of, yeah. like, it goes into the, uh, I, I don't know what, the, well, actually, I guess it would be the motif and then the lead motif later. But, but yeah, really, really cool. And it's... It, it definitely does sort of lean into, like, the horror film vibes, especially it's like, oh, like, two guys in a, like, unmarked van pulling up to your house yeah um, you you're passing out it's like very creepy very sort of like aliens performing a procedure on a human yeah. um which is like a freaky fucked up dream right yeah um, so yeah really cool yeah. though yeah yeah it was a good it was a good movie i'm really glad i watched it um 
Thank you for recommending it. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't as yeah, like, sure. you know, turned off by the characters as maybe you guys thought I would be. I, I honestly thought that the plot line was more, not like derivative, but more sort of mm, contrived previously. I thought it was like, at least when I watched it before, I was like, oh, like this is just like a dumb love story. Uh, fucking stupid. Fucking. Yeah. Cause you were 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe even younger. Yeah. 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 And I was like, this is just stupid. It's dumb. Love is dumb. Uh, no, I, um, oh, fuck, I was going to say something. I'm sorry. I keep derailing. Yeah, you keep, yeah. Oh, hmm. this movie is contrived. It's got a huge yeah. gimmick, but, like, in a good way. It's not, it, contrived yeah. doesn't mean, like, you know, silly or, like, like, that's the point. This movie's not trying to be, like, this is so realistic, you know, so I don't have right, a problem with right, that right. as much. Um, especially because it's, like it's in delivering. a real setting, though. And it's, yeah. it's like, it's talking about, like, real issues, but it's approaching them from a very contrived standpoint. Like, what if you could just erase all of your bad memories? It's like, whoa. Yeah. I don't mind a movie like that, honestly. Like, I'll, I'll take a high concept yeah. movie, you know? That's fine. And yeah, I think this was, this was good. This was, uh, yeah, better than I thought it would be. Uh, I definitely appreciate it. Same. Yeah, really enjoyable. And I, I thought the actors all, all did really well. I thought that it was, like, really well acted, um... I mean, we've already touched on the cinematography, which was excellent. Good music. Yeah. I mean. All around, great movie. I'm not going to agree with you on the uh, the performances side of things, but uh, I feel like the performances uh, were inversely correlated in quality with uh, <laughs> the amount of time that the performer had on screen. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, that's okay. I'd say even if you disagreed with the, with the performance, I, I feel like they portrayed what they were meant to portray. And maybe that's just my take on it. It is just my take on it, actually. Not maybe. Um, so, like, I mean, you're, you're valid. Like, I'm... Yeah. You know, I, clearly, like, some someone liked this movie, or people like this movie. It's a... It yeah, at least one person, right? A lot of acclaim. So, I just... Yeah. The fact that this was Kate Winslet, you know, getting nominated here was just a little questionable, in my opinion. But that's okay. Uh, 2004 was a, an interesting year for movies so uh. I, I don't know i mean i think th the way that she acted within his mind was like very interesting and really cool to see what he actually thought of her versus what he says he thought of her yeah that's true because like obviously like that was all happening within his mind all of his memories and and so the the vision that he has of her is like it's pretty complimentary towards her it's definitely not like a bad yeah. take on her as a person it doesn't like like he obviously doesn't actually think that she's dumb he yeah. doesn't think that she's always drunk like she's not like a wino right. um but those those were the things that he didn't like about her and it's yeah but when like they actually go through his memories the way that she's acting in them is almost motherly towards him at several points um yeah hmm. uh, mommy issues weird, in the huh? movie yeah <laughs> uh but you know it's it's cool. It was a good movie. I really liked it. Yeah, good movie. Any closing thoughts? Um, no. I mean, pretty much captured it with good movie. I like good movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really much better on the rewatch. Uh, but that was yeah due to my own personal hangups. Thanks for it's coming to my therapy TED talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, my I, yeah liked it. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah, not a favorite. Not, I mean, not you know, didn't blow my mind, but like I liked it. I'd probably watch it yeah. again. Yeah, I wouldn't say top ten, but like I'd watch it again. I'd show it to someone. I'd recommend yeah. it. 
there's probably yeah. it's probably a movie that benefits from a rewatch too so like this is a yeah a movie i could yeah, tell yeah. that would like you would get a lot out of watching it a second time so yeah for sure just picking up on the little details mm-hmm. and like surprisingly good as like a horror film yeah you should watch this is a movie i don't have an interest in watching again just because it was pretty emotionally challenging i think but uh mm-hmm. um there's a movie from 2020 or 2019 called the father mm. it's a movie about i'll just say a, a man with dementia um if you like this movie and like want something a little it's not a horror movie but it, it is in the way that this is a horror movie mm-hmm. i would say give that a, a chance if you haven't seen it um, or heard it's got it. anthony hopkins who i really like as an actor it does so. yeah he won he won the oscar uh, kind of controversially um, for that movie uh, in 2021. So, okay, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Maybe then I'll have a movie that I can mention next week and say, yeah, I did watch a movie. <laughs> what do we want to watch next? Now, that's an excellent question. Do we want to go a series film or do we want to go something more lighthearted? Do we not have a preference? I could go a lot of different ways. I guess it's my, it's Elaine lane's frame yeah it's a lane frame i'm hacking into the lane frame hey <laughs> hell yeah let's go would you rather watch something really silly and fun or kind of serious and i don't know not I, dark I think, but yeah i think maybe we should watch something something serious but i will say i did see that you put the fifth element and weekend at bernie's on here recently um <laughs> Big fan of The Fifth Element. I haven't seen it in years, but I, I was a big fan of that uh, growing up. See? <laughs> I haven't seen Weekend at Bernie's, but I've heard good things about it. Well, I would say neither of those are very serious. Uh, both of those were No, added. they're silly films. Yeah. Uh, Christopher has been begging. He wants to rewatch Weekend at Bernie's. Um, and nice. then Fifth Element is one that he was like, oh, you'll have opinions on that one. <laughs> oh, so... you definitely will. Stop! I... <laughs> <laughs> I love the movie as a teen, but, uh, I mean, thinking back on it, I don't think it was a very good film. <laughs> I mean, the, people like that movie. I think Parts of it really... are really kick-ass, I'll say. <laughs> like... I, yeah, I, I don't think it's the quality of the movie itself that anyone is expecting me to have opinions on. It's the Luc Besson of it all. He's the director. He's, like, mm. pretty much a pedophile. I don't know. Yeah, I, hmm? allegedly. I don't know if I have to say that. Is anyone listening to our podcast and going to report on... Um like celebrity uh bullshit i say uh but no new york times headline article he he did leon the professional okay if and then i've heard about that movie i haven't seen yeah i have avoided it because i knew that it was kind of repulsive to couple the plots of that or the plot of that movie with the director's personal life and that he like knocked up a teenager when he was in his 30s or whatever um and i know that the fifth element also has kind of like the born sexy yesterday trope in it so i don't know i might not want to rant about it yeah Go ahead. yeah I'll, I'll say the fifth element definitely like the the woman in it is like very overly sexualized at like yeah. several scenes and it's like oh she's like born perfect she was yeah she's a oh cr- no 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 christopher has given me this exact thousands this exact of years speech yeah okay he was yeah yeah. yeah, he was like this is eugenics basically (laughs) like it's like weird yeah 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 it's so it's it's like some weird perversion of the femme fatale where it's like yeah 
or, or like or like the divine feminine where it's it's taken that to some weird like fucking navel gazing perverted degree it's yeah which isn't great on the other <laughs> hand there are some action scenes which are really cool and the dialogue is pretty funny um What's it's the, like a real uh, bro movie is it is it full metal alchemist that has the meme that's like cool robots and then like the, the like <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah 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 the, 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 it's shooting over it's like it shooting over the person's head yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the fifth element is like like cool fighting in space and then the shooting over it is like maybe pedophilia is okay uh please forgive this director <laughs> it's like yeah. wait a second <laughs> Um, My... Yeah, that's Neon Genesis Evangelion. I have a tattoo. Oh, that, but... gotcha. Right, <laughs> NGE. So I would lo- not like to watch that movie next. That is not a oh, Okay, fair. <laughs> um, we can get to it eventually, but mm-hmm. let's let's do a serious one. You want to do or, a serious? What one? would you suggest? No, what would you suggest? Let's. It's a lane frame. I was gonna suggest either Animal House, which is not a serious movie. That was the really silly one. It's a movie I haven't seen. Uh, it's, okay. is it, have you seen Animal House? Nope. It's like the I, college, oh. the quintessential, like, frat, actually, to come back to our jokes about fraternizing, the quintessential, mm-hmm. like, frat movie in the 70s, it's where, like, chanting toga, toga, over and over, where that came from. Oh, uh, okay. It's directed by the guy who did the Blues Brothers and American Werewolf in London. Oh, and I in fact, his films. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen this one though, and like that guy. I mean, we could talk about John Landis. Uh, he's he's a figure to talk about. Um, I was gonna suggest either that, or I was thinking either like a, a an old movie, a Hitchcock, uh, or hmm. even F for Fake, which I know is a movie we've both seen, oh, but we never yeah. watched it together. So that's I not a super serious like... movie. Yeah, I saw that as like a seven year old. Yeah, you told me that you watched it, like, with your aunt or something, and I was like, that's a fucking bizarre... Yeah, your grandma. And I was like, that's a bizarre movie to watch with, like, family when you're a kid. (laughs) I I don't remember, like, any of it, uh, but I I think she definitely tried to change it, and, like, I was like, hey, I was watching that. The channel got stuck. okay, and we just watched it. I mean, it's a good movie. Um, yeah. It's a great movie. It's maybe my favorite Wells. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. But... Wow. Sheesh. That's quite a commendation for you, Lane. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's not my favorite Wells to look at. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's another man I would <laughs> for at his heyday. Bro. Um... <laughs> what, is, what is up today? Like, is there something in the air? Something <laughs> in the water or something? Jesus. Clearly, you don't pay enough attention to the group chat if you think that this is... I've said some fucking heinous shit. No, that's that's true. Men. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> anyway. But those, those are your two. Th- those are the real Lane's frames. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Orson Welles and I would have invented a new STD. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I forget what movie we watch with him, but... Um, like, we watched Citizen Kane. on screen. Citizen Kane, yeah. Whenever he was on screen, you're like, that guy fucks. Oh, he fucks. Look at him. Look how he walks. Like, it was the most animalistic I have ever seen you. Maybe ever seen a person. Ever. Lena stepped away from the mic. They're too busy laughing. I just hear him in the background. It's true. It was hot. I don't know what you want from me. Like... But it was like every single time he came on screen. It was... It was like on cue, like he's turning around a corner, and you're like, no, you weren't that bad, but it was like at least three or four times, you're just like, you're like, God, look at this guy, he fucks, like he just fucks, 
I was yeah, like, oh, I mean, okay, yeah, no, for sure. And you're like, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> look at him. <laughs> I think he was probably the most attractive white man that ever walked the earth. Like, there, yeah, I ever. mean, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, yeah, up until, you know, he started breathing wine. <laughs> like, I think he was... <laughs> I, I don't know, because you also showed me the commercial, the wine commercial from him. Well, and uh, it's I'm champagne. pretty sure you said, and I'm pretty sure during that as well, you were like, God, I mean, just look at him. Well, yeah, he I mean, he, had, <laughs> he was definitely still fucking when he was in his 60s or whatever. But like, you know, I'm not saying I would. Uh, but when he was younger, yeah, I mean, absolutely would. Uh, but we don't have to watch a movie based on if I think the uh, main actor or director is hot. <laughs> we shouldn't wait, do that. Wait, so can, can I get your opinion on William Peterson as well then? Oh, Wait, like, like from like fucking Gil, Gil Grissom CSI. Yeah, uh, that it's funny that that's where you know him from. Um, yeah, did we watch Manhunter? Uh, no, we haven't. We should watch Manhunter. Okay, wait. Okay, whoa, whoa, out <laughs> oh, of left field. Okay, wait, 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 wait. On the edge of my seat. Okay, why did you suggest it, or why did you bring him up? I think he kind of looks like Orson Welles. Interesting. Is this a, a Ricky original? What? Like a Ricky original thought, like yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you just say things, and it's clear that it's from Twitter. So, like, <laughs> no, no, sorry. It's, this no. is a Ricky original. Like Orson Welles is like William Peterson mixed with Paul Hollywood. Who the fuck is Paul Hollywood? Uh, Great British Bake Off or Baking Show? Oh, I don't. Yeah, this is not. My, I don't he, watch TV. That's fine. I see. He, what... he kind of looks like. Um, he looks it, like Ty William Fieri. Peterson. Yeah, he looks like he looks like William Peterson. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he looks like either. Do you know what Orson Welles looks like? Because <laughs> I don't think he looks like either of these men. William Peterson, maybe I could see. He's kind of like uh, lion. Spe- specifically, in the way that Wells William was. Peterson is what came to mind. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I kind of. I mean, maybe not when they were young. Well, maybe not. When, I was yeah. about to say maybe not when they were younger, and maybe not when they were older. But, uh, <laughs> Right, like in the theater of the mind, they look alike. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where yeah, I guess possible. they they have like curly hair and like yeah, I guess like similar sort of grin. I guess yeah. We should watch Manhunter. That's what we should watch. Okay. We want we want to watch Manhunter for sure. Manhunter we watch is Manhunter. Yeah, Manhunter is a uh, 1986 movie. It's based on Silence of the Lambs, or not Silence of the Lambs, but the original, the first, uh, the the prequel or like the first book in the Hannibal series and it's directed by michael mann uh so like oh, fucking he's the man like, yeah the trinity of like things that you know um are those <laughs> those things so yeah we should totally watch that that's a it's a serious movie All right, sweet. in the subject matter it's pretty dark mm-hmm. I fucking love that movie. I will watch that movie all the time. William Peterson's not awesome. Orson Welles level hot, but he's still good looking. So, um, and also, yeah, I, yeah. I'll plant the seed. I think that this movie, Manhunter, has one of the most erotic, like, sexy scenes in any movie ever. Um, but not like in a okay, not explicit though. Um, but anyway, right, so we'll right, right. just just erotic, sensual, not sexual. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll we'll. Okay. We'll keep the horny train going, I guess. Um, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> next all right. week. <laughs> all aboard. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we want to watch Manhunter. So, sounds good. Glad we got See? to something. Did we ever come up with a better way to end this? I think the last time I just ended it with, uh... oh, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess uh, we will talk next week and uh, I'll play the it's outro Man music Hunter. again. Oh, here he comes. Like, 
Like Man Eater? I was hoping you would keep going so that I could just use that. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, here he comes. Watch out, boy, he'll chew you up. Whoa, here he comes. He's a man eater. Boom, boom, 